0: Hello,
1: my name is Ronnie Edwards and I'm the Director of Homozzi Creatives. Thank you for joining me on the Everyday Inspirational Women podcast. I'll be spending time with and learning from women and girls that I personally find inspiring. Each one of us carries this incredible energy that can encourage and inspire. I really hope that you find a few inspirational nuggets from some of these women. Enjoy. I'm here with Tawera, who has very kindly joined me um, and fit me in to what's probably a very busy schedule Mm pre-Christmas. But uh, I felt really strongly that I wanted to have you as part of our podcast season. So thank you so much for fitting me in.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Um, So Tawera, you have a very um, unique story that um, I just um, want to thank you for sharing with us. Could you tell us about how you got to Portsmouth and what it is you do here?
0: Right, okay. Thanks for um, this opportunity. Um, We came to Portsmouth about nearly 10 years ago, or is it 10 years now? Um, Coming in from London, um, we came here um, Uh, With regards to accommodation Mm. and uh, some immigration process that we were going through. Mm. Um, So um, where I'm at now is I'm doing a master's in social work. Oh. Yes. And, um, yeah. What year
1: are you in with that master's?
0: So I've I've only just started in September. Okay. Yes. So I've got a few good years, a few good months to go. Yes, yeah. Yeah, about twelve months. Or is so that in go.
1: Portsmouth or
0: uh, Winchester University? Okay. Winchester, is, yeah. there, is there anything else that you're doing? Well, at the moment as well, I'm I'm working through an agency. I'm working um, for um, a homeless hostel mm-hmm. in Portsmouth um, called um, Hope House. So I do a few um, occasional shifts there, as and when they need somebody. Yeah. So um, yeah, so that's what I'm doing as well, which is really fitting in very well with um, what I'm studying at the moment and what I'm passionate about as well, which is helping people in the community mm. Um, initially I was doing a bit of support work elsewhere with different places Mm -hmm. but as soon as I found this place and um, got to know about what they do Mm -hmm. I just jumped at it Mm. yeah so that's what I've been doing since October since October Mm. and you um, you had quite a different Christmas last Christmas didn't you very different yeah yeah Uh, Yeah. very different it uh, it would it never crossed my mind Mm. that that Christmas would would be the way it was yeah um
1: so what, what is it that happened
0: so um November beginning of November um my son was complaining of you know like Flu-like symptoms, yeah. you know, chest pains and things like that. So this, so this is 2018? S- this is 2018. November 2018, yeah. So we, went, we took him to uh, St Mary's Hospital mm. uh, for the drop-in centre. Mm. And they checked him over and they said, oh, no, it's just a virus, he'll be fine. Mm. Just, you know, give him painkillers. Mm. Um, plenty of rest, fluid, and he'll be fine. Mm. We can't see anything else wrong with him. Mm. So we did that uh, for... Close to two weeks. What was his name? His name was Stephen. Mm. Yeah, his name was Stephen, and he was um, at Portsmouth College Mm. at that time. So, um, but he wasn't improving. I mean, one day he'll be all right, the other day he'll be like, oh, Mom, I'm still not feeling well. Mm. And on top of that, symptoms escalated. So, like, he would, he started vomiting at some point. Mm. Um, So, we just thought this is this is it's, it's not helping so we went we took him to the ANE yeah. um, via an ambulance actually because what the day that we took him he just he was really bad mm. so we took him to the hospital um, they checked him over and they were ready to discharge us to say well he, he's just got a virus mm. we've done all the checks that we could do we can't see anything wrong with him so I mentioned to them said well the day before He had mentioned that he felt a bit numb in his leg. Mm. And the doctor said, well, in that case, we'll just do one more test and then that's it. He did that test and um, he came back and said, well, we're thinking of keeping him just overnight. Mm. Because one of the tests that we've done has just come back positive, but we don't want to, you know, positive for what? Um, We're not really sure. So, you know, we'll keep him overnight. So they kept him overnight. When we went there in the morning, he was worse. I mean, I, I really thought we were going to lose him at that point. Oh, okay. Because he, he could hardly breathe. He's not the boy that we took in to the hospital. He couldn't breathe. He was just very distressed.
2: Hmm.
0: And at that point, it was very apparent that he was having a heart issue. Okay. And um, the doctors were really trying to decide what they can do to help him. At this point, a lot of options were there for us. Oh, we're going to do this for him. We're going to do that for him. We can do this for him. He can go for a heart heart transplant maybe or whatever. They had so many options for him, but he was transferred to the intensive care unit where after a few days he stabilized enough for them to now kind of think of the next course of action. And one of the options was for him to go to uh, a hospital, a specialist heart hospital. However, within that period, uh, Stephen was still in the process of his immigration. Mm -hmm. And um, because of that, he was not um, then um, deemed as eligible Which they said, yes, he's eligible, but he's not on top of the list because he's not British. So if any heart had to come in or any procedure had to be done, uh, priorities for the British person. So basically what they were telling me is, we don't know what we, we can do for your son. And in the process, he might die. We have the means to help him. at the same time we have priority you know it was really hard Uh, in the end they decided well we're going to put what they call a balloon or something that they put through him to help his heart you know beat but he had a diagnosis at that point he um, he had myocarditis they said which is a fancy word for heart failure so his heart muscle was really really weak it was not Enough, his heartbeats were not enough for him to pump the blood all over his body. Therefore, his organs started failing. Okay. And at, still, even at that point, they, they it's almost as if they were just... <laughs> sorry to say this, but it's almost as if they were just waiting for him to die. Yes. And it was really hard. It, you, you know, you're in that place where you feel so hopeless.
2: Yeah.
0: To say, look, this is a human life. You can't do this. There's ways and means to help somebody. Just because they don't yet have a status in this country doesn't mean that, you know, you can do this. Um, they were like, oh, we've spoken to the top, top people, blah, 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 and it's not a cost that they're willing to take. So it bore down to the cost, really. Mm. And whilst we're going, you know, having this this. Discussion and this fight, and this, you know, um, he died on the 13th of December 2018. Um, on that day, I remember being in, in the room with him. We were praying all around him, and um, because I'm a woman of faith as well, we're trying to gather some people within the community for us to sort of like have a prayer session for him. Sure. And I was getting ready to tell him, to say, um, you know, Steve, we'll see you later. We're going home because, you know, there's some people in the community that are coming home for us to pray for you. And um, by that point, I mean, he was so poorly.
2: Mm.
0: He had started swelling up. They had started giving him morphine, which just made him drowsy and sleepy Mm. most of the time. I mean, he he was basically gone before he was gone with that morphine and whatever it is. But they were saying that it's something they give to people to help them because they're so poorly. They don't want them to go through the stress and the pain. To ease the pain. Yeah. So I went there to just kiss him to say bye. We'll see you later. This was about six o'clock. And as we were saying bye to him, the doctor came in and we were telling her, look, we're We were about to leave. And all of a sudden the machine just went really bizarre, funny and making funny noises. And he started gasping and breathed his last breath. Mm. I mean, you know, my worst nightmare just came to light. I didn't even know how to react at that point. I didn't know to whether to to cry or it was, I just, I was in shock. Of course you were. I was in shock. I felt like so many feelings were coming through me, feelings of guilt. Oh, you know, what could I have done more? Um, At that point, we were also raising money for us to maybe do it privately so a few people in the community had done a GoFundMe me for him mm. of course we didn't have enough money for it to be done but he was gone anyway um, so that's what happened to us and uh, it was really hard to believe it felt like a dream and at times it still feels like a dream of it does. and also because i had uh, stayed away from Stephen for quite a while as well, whereas he was with my parents for a good while. So he had just come in to live with us and he was an exceptionally lovely boy. I know every mother will say that about their children, but um, I can testify I'm not the only one who could say that. He was a a beautiful boy inside and out with a very big heart. I just felt like he didn't deserve that he didn't deserve you know he could have lived and had his own children um lived out his life so it was really hard it was hard on his brother it was hard on his sisters it was hard on uh, his grandparents on the whole family his dad i mean we were all It was really hard. The community, I mean, I've never seen the community come together like they did in that time. Different churches came. Different people in the community came. People that we just usually just say hello in the street. Stepped up. Yeah. People that we don't even say hello to as well. Mm. Everybody stepped up. Mm. And it was really helpful in that time. It's good
1: to hear that. Yeah. I'm so sorry for your loss, and it was so close to Christmas as well. It was thirteenth of December. Yes,
0: thirteenth of December, and um, it wasn't a normal Christmas, as you know, a time of
2: mm.
0: a festive time of celebrating the gift of Jesus. Celebrating family, mm. and it's a time where traditionally everybody gets together. Mm. You know, it's a time traditionally of family, um, glad tidings, and um, it was a different one for us. It must
1: have been, I'd imagine it was probably like a blur, almost of just it, it was. functioning.
0: And it was. It was, it was not quite we festive. Were. No, it wasn't festive. Definitely, it wasn't. We were just taking each day as it comes, and um, the, the the spirit of Christmas was very very far away. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But uh, funny enough, even the people, um, even what happened actually on Christmas Day itself, mm. is that some ladies in the community decided to come and cook us a dinner. Mm. Mm. So. Whereas it could have been even worse, but because of that it um it it helped yeah. especially for the children as well. Mm. they were grieving, but um that also just made well, things slightly
1: wonderful gesture yes so who who were they were this people you knew or? yes,
0: the people I knew um um uh, Priscilla from Noma Palo and um another friend um mm. Uh, Veronica um, and a few other ladies that cooked a meal and brought it in, mm. and uh, and Rudo as well, actually, uh, one of the other ladies um, came in and spent yeah the, the Christmas with us, so mm. they forfeited theirs mm. and came to a house of mourning. What a wonderful, wonderful gesture! Absolutely, mm. absolutely, and um, which I think is still the. The spirit of Christmas, isn't it, really? Yeah. Of togetherness, yeah. of unity, regardless of, regardless of what's happening. Yeah. Um, so, so that's what happened. Um, the church was mm. there through and through. The community was there through and through. Mm. Yeah, we, we had the support.
1: And what would you say got you through that first month?
0: Um, because I, like I said, I'm a woman of faith. My faith really did help me qu- a great deal. Yeah. But at the same time, I believe God also raises up people around people. God doesn't come himself. There are people in the community that yeah. are there, that strengthen you. Yeah. So it wasn't even a thing of people talking to me. It's just the people, just people being around, just being around, there. Just being yeah. there. Yeah. Because when you're going through such a thing, I mean, we all grieve very differently, yeah. I believe. But sometimes you just need someone just to be there, not necessarily to say anything, because yeah. there are times you can't get the, what, the right words to yeah. say, how to say it, yeah. but just to know that there are people around you.
2: Yeah.
0: And um, another thing as well is to really ride it out. So mm-hmm. when I feel angry, yeah. I'll cry it out angrily. Yeah. When I feel really sad, I'll, I'll cry in a sad way. Yeah. So allowing the emotions... To, to just carry to, to, work, themselves to work themselves through, through and mm-hmm. not suppress them.
1: That sounds like an absolute healing balm. Mm-hmm. I, I imagine I've mm-hmm. never ever had to experience what you've ever experienced, mm-hmm. but that whole thing of not holding and containing that emotion, yes. but letting it just be and yes. letting it out.
0: Yes, just being true to yourself, because yeah. um, some of the women that had been through it. Um, when you hear their stories, it may not be in their sons, some of them, Mm. husbands, a close relative or whatever, you know, they were able to advise and say, you know, if you feel it, Mm. don't suppress it. Mm. Just allow it. It's normal. It's normal because you're grieving and we grieve differently. But whatever feelings that we are having during that time, acknowledge them and um, allow them to, to be expressed. Mm. It's a way of release and yeah. relief. Yeah. Because after that cry, after that anger, you cry and you kind of feel like, oh, right, until the next episode. Yeah. So it's a bit of a high and a low, a yeah. high and a low. Yeah. One time you feel you're all right. the yeah. other time you feel you're not all right. Yeah. And it's just about acknowledging. And you are not being unreasonable because you're grieving. And I believe as well that grieving doesn't really have a time frame. However, I've noticed that within this one year, because it's been one year now, is that um, the more you allow for you to be truthful with the feelings you have, the more the healing within yourself because you're able to confront those very hard emotions and um, you are able to come to terms with what really has happened and kind of take every day, you you know, bite chunks, a day at a time I still feel, I still cry, Um, I still feel angry sometimes, I miss him terribly. There was a period where I didn't want to see his pictures, so, and and I remember as well that I didn't want to go for the body viewing or anything of that sort, I didn't want to. Mm. So these things are very, are important, go with what what you what works best for you. Yeah. Others will say, no, just go and see him, you regret it letter, just do this, just do that. I would rather my family allowed me to go, to just be. do, be. Yeah. Is this how you feel? Fine. Yeah. Is this what you want to do? Fine. And it helped.
2: Because
0: yeah. I knew there will be a point where I will have the strength and the courage. To go to his grave, I don't need to see him. Whereas I've heard of other people; they needed to see them, and for them that's closure.
2: Mm.
0: But for me, it was different. So it's just allowing it to ride out, and Mm. you know, be in tune with your emotions, Mm. and you know that kind of thing.
2: Thank you. Hasn't been easy.
1: Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's. Quite profound. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like you've learnt anything about yourself in the last year? Do you feel like you yeah. know yourself
0: differently? Yes, I mean, obviously, like I said, I think this is the really first big death thing in my life. Mm. Significant death. I've had loved ones that have died that I love so much, but this one was, you know, his, he was my son. Mm. And uh, what I experienced as well is that a part of me like died, it went away. Um, and that's the part where my son occupied. He, he didn't die in a way that I'm not thinking about him, but there's just something that happens to you. Mm. And um, I didn't know I had the amount of resilience in me that I have had. Um, I've always prayed to God for strength every day. And it has been really and truly that has been my portion. Mm. Looking at my children, that has been another source of um, strength because uh, they need me. They need me. They need me to be sane for them as well. But at the same time, I didn't take that on to say that, well, I will not acknowledge my feelings. I'm just going to try and be strong. And then one day just break down. No, whenever I needed to cry, even in the middle of having a chat with them, I would excuse myself, go into the bathroom and cry it out. Mm -hmm. My daughter is the type, Abigail, she's the type that wanted to talk to him, talk about him all the time. She was very close to him. So she wanted to talk about him. She wanted to draw for him. She wanted to do stuff for him. My son, Tate, is the type that was not very expressive in the sense that he didn't really talk much about him.
2: Yeah.
0: But you could tell that he's, he's sad. You could tell that he's really, really sad. Mm. So um, I could understand how he was feeling. Mm. Um, and I could also understand how Abigail was feeling. My husband, he's the one that was, you know, went to the body viewing. He's always at the cemetery, mm-hmm. where, whereas I'm not always at the cemetery. I think I've been there a few times. Yeah. Um, so, as and when I feel the courage, do I go? When I feel yeah. this is not the day for it, yeah. I don't go.
2: Yeah.
0: There were times I felt guilty Oh, you know, you're being a bad mom. Why can't you go and see your son at the grave? But I just thought, no, I'm not being a bad mom. I'm just really trying to hold it together.
2: Yeah.
0: And um, um, just what has come out of it is that I've just tried to turn this into a positive. How do you turn such a situation into a positive? I just came to terms that in life, we live and we die. There are babies that have lived two days and they've gone. Mm. There are babies that have lived a year and they've gone.
2: Mm.
0: And, um, I just came to accept that that was his. He lived the full life that he was meant to live. And he fulfilled his purpose here on earth.
2: Mm.
0: And I've chosen to celebrate his life. Um... Um, that's how I've chosen to look at it, yeah. to celebrate him.
1: And it sounds like you've taken that energy and that choice and really acted on it, because you were saying at the beginning that actually you're studying now. And mm-hmm. You're doing this amazing work um, with homeless people. Yes. And, um, so that that. That's so admirable that you've chosen mm. to use that energy yeah. in that direction. In that
0: direction, yes. Um, we have some of his friends, the youth, that have uh, have stayed in touch. And uh, me and my husband have a passion for youth. Mm. Because we saw that um, during that time we had enormous amount of youth um, that turned up for his funeral. Mm. And so we decided to also kind of like reach out to the younger ones in the sense that um, use this as an opportunity to impart something positive to the next generation Mm. with regards to careers, life itself, the hard stuff that they have to go through as youth, Mm. drugs, alcohol, sex, Mm. um, you know, um, things like that. So we've had those opportunities, use that also as an opportunity to impact the next generation. So it's not all loss. It's not all loss. Stephen was all about love. He was very open to people. And he impacted so many people. So we've carried that on. Mm. Yeah. We've not closed ourselves. I don't think that's what he would have loved.
2: Mm.
0: And so... Every time we do that, it brings joy
1: and comfort. Ask you about joy, Mm. Um, and I and I was just wondering if in this past year, have you managed to find moments of joy and laughter, or is it? And if you have, how did you reconcile that? Did you permission yourself for that moment? Mm. Because this must be like a cloud, yeah. almost, yeah, of, of, of grief and loss. Yeah,
0: initially, in the first few months, no. Mm. I felt like, if I feel, if I laugh so hard, mm. I feel like, oh, why am, this is not fair, I shouldn't be having this mm. type of fun when he's not around. Especially when we're a family mm. and we are laughing and having some fun. Mm. You kind of feel, oh, I wish he was here and then it kind of dampens the spirit yeah. as well. Mm. But as time has gone, gone along, like I said, he was a happy person, he was a people person. So kind of like, would he, would, would he be angry? No, he wouldn't.
2: Yeah.
0: He, I think he would love for us to carry on. Yeah. He would love for us to carry on in a positive way. Yeah. So initially, yes, um, I did start like that. Mm. But as time has gone by, I've really channeled my thoughts in a more positive way. Mm. The other way, I would say, is not as much as we'll say, yeah, it's a mo- much more positive way in the way that I was thinking, but at the same time, like I said, we all grieve very differently. So it's just allowing the process and knowing where you are within that grieving period. Yeah. Have you accepted what has happened? Yeah. Um, Because there's the time where you just say, fine, it's happened. What next? It's sorting out the emotions and the feelings and allowing yourself, you've lost someone. That's the truth and that's the reality.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's done. So, um, what next? How do I deal with it? One one thing at a time. Slowly, one thing at a time. Whatever you feel may help you. Others have... um, I know some others have asked, oh, would you like to go for counselling? That wasn't really for me. Um, others have had it mm. and it's been very positive.
2: Mm.
0: It's good to talk, yeah. to talk to somebody when you feel like talking. Yeah. It's also just good to just be around people and not say anything and just, yeah. you know. And it's good to know
1: yourself suppose,
2: as well. Isn't
0: it? Exactly. Yeah. So it's about knowing yourself and what works well for you
2: yeah.
0: and not being pressured into. Fitting uh, a certain type of criteria, yeah. or is this, you know, I know there's a lot of self-help books or steps to grieving or mm. steps to this. It's different.
2: Mm.
0: Everyone grieves differently, and just find yourself, and at the same time, see how you can come out of it in a positive way mm. and carry on living. Mm. Mm
1: yeah and um, what's Christmas looking like for you Cause we're like a week away almost we? yeah,
0: so this time round we are um we're having family coming over um mm. from Scotland mm. so my 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 husband's brother and his family are coming over. I've got my husband's uncle and his wife coming over um so. It's going to be um a family time
1: mm. so you're able to kind of embrace the whole we are able to best of them yes or what does that feel? um
0: yes, it's going to be hard yeah. to be fair um this is going to be like the first real festive time that we really want to have I know we've been through the other one, but that one it was like a blur like days, you to be honest I didn't even you know, but um I think there'll be moments where we'll think of him,
2: mm.
0: where we'll wish he was there. Mm. He was a very funny person, he liked to do jokes, so those are things that we will think about. Um, I think there'll be moments where we will have to go to the grave and just see him, because I know family that's coming mm. would like to, to go there. Yeah. So there will be moments, definitely, yeah. that we'll think of him. I think there'll never be a time where we will not think about him, mm. his birthday, there's never a day I think that goes by without thinking about him. Yeah. I think about him every day. My husband thinks about him every day. Yeah. Uh, my daughter speaks about him every other day. So he's still very much a part of us, yeah. and we carry him along that way. Yeah.
1: yeah. It, you're such an overcomer, though. That's a real testament to you, yeah, overcoming um, something hideous.
0: It hasn't been very easy, but um, it's, t- it's taken a lot of searching within as well mm. um, and also just being together as a family yeah. because things like this sometimes they also tend to break families as well yeah so we just acknowledge my grieving way is different from my husband's way and clearly yeah. it was like that for everyone in the house yeah. really
1: and it's great you were able to recognize that <laughs> yes and move forward on that. Move,
0: move forward that's because you embrace yeah. you you know that's this is how this person is doing it. So, mm. you know, let's respect that.
1: Yeah, and it's okay that it's different from It's okay. My it's
0: very okay. Yeah. It's very okay. I mm. think it's really part of grieving and healing mm. at the same time.
1: Mm. Yeah. Thank you so much for yeah. sharing that. Yeah. Um, so here's a question just to finish with. Um, if you could, in a year or so, have a dinner party
2: mm.
1: with four people who Mm -hmm. are awesome that Mm -hmm. you really admire and just spend that evening with them who would they be who would would you love to hang out with
0: wow i've never thought about that (laughs) a dinner party a dream
1: dream dinner party
0: a dream dinner party Who, who who do
1: you think you would love there to maybe be part of your healing maybe um
0: or maybe help you find laughter
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I have not seen my sister Mm. for more than 15 years. I would love that. Yeah. I'm very close to my siblings, so definitely my sister and my brother, that would would be like the highlight. Awesome dinner party. Awesome (laughs) dinner party. To be with them at that point. Um, I'm very much a family person.
1: Mm.
0: It's hard for me to think outside
1: the family. No, that's fine. <laughs> who who has in the past year just without even speaking mm. has just sat with you and
0: Yeah, so so, so been there's a lady. Yes, yeah, so there's a lady called Gertie. Mm. Gertie um, lost her husband some time back. And she does poems. Okay. She writes okay. poems. Mm. Um, uh, she's she's got kind of like a I don't know how to call it like a grieving ministry or, a, or something like that mm-hmm. so she writes poems of kind of like encouragement and healing mm. and she wrote a lovely poem mm. for Stephen oh, for so us with regards to Stephen mm-hmm. and the words were so profound mm. I think she's a woman a phenomenal woman she was really, really um, there for us. Um, there, I mean, there are a lot of people. Oh, that's great! A lot of people that's that great were there. that you can't think of. You know, because everybody so was many. just there. You know, Priscilla was there, so profound. I mean, she was just there.
2: Mm.
0: Um,
1: Who would you want there because they make you laugh so much your sides hurt, and you know that they'd be
0: awesome as part of the dinner party. My husband makes me
1: laugh. Oh, feels. That's lovely. <laughs> my husband makes me laugh. Okay. Um. So that's your dinner party complete? That's yeah, your that's, party that's, list. Yeah, that's dinner.
0: So your, your brother and your sister? My brother and my sister. My yeah. parents as well. Your parents? Yeah. I think me and my dad have got the same sense of humour. We're mm-hmm. quite funny people, and I think that's where Stephen got it as well. So we're a funny bunch. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, funny bunch. Yeah, so this is getting
1: to be a very big dinner party. It isn't? is, yes. Now you've Got your parents, your husband, yes. your brother, your sister, yes, Priscilla,
0: Priscilla, and and Gert- Gertie, Gertie. Yeah. Um, That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, um, I, 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 among many others, you yeah. know. But uh, yeah. yeah, so 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 it's really been. Uh, mm. Yeah. Well, here's to
1: moments Mm. of just being around Mm. people like that Mm. in the next year or so Mm. as part of your healing journey because I can't can't begin to imagine what that must have been like as a mother myself Mm. so thank you so much for sharing all of that
0: thank you for you know allowing me to um, share my my journey, my story with Mm. uh, someone out there yeah And um, if anybody out there that is going through a similar thing has been through a similar thing and maybe still finding it very difficult, Mm. um, there is a light at the end of a tunnel um, in the sense that um, there's nothing wrong with grieving,
2: Mm.
0: nothing wrong at all. There's nothing wrong with some of the feelings that you find yourself having. Mm. It's now just trying to now find a positive way of riding out those feelings sure. and remembering the good memories of that person, how they would have loved us to carry on.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, because we would not be of good service really to them if they had to hear and say, oh, you know, we've gone down the drain and life has gone the other way and it's just not, you know, I, be- I know there is a time where you feel... That's it. I mean, there's so many times where I felt, that's it. I don't think I can carry on. But I quickly bring myself back and say, I don't think Stephen would have loved this. Mm. Then it stops. If, if I carry on and go further with that, it stops being about Stephen. It now starts being about just me. Mm. So I found that very a bit selfish. So I wanted to celebrate him in a way that that's the way he was, mm. a happy person, mm. a positive person. The people person
2: yeah
0: so i then that helps me to carry on Aww. yeah
1: thank you thank you for sharing yeah. that yeah. Um, and thank you for your time as well and it's very mm. i know you've just had your first year memorial mm. and also coming up to christmas so i really appreciate you taking out the time for it
0: yes i just want to say thank you also to uh, portsmouth college because uh, mm. the other uh, on the day of the memorial on the thirteenth, the, the the students at Portsmouth University that were with Stephen
2: Portsmouth asked
0: College, college sorry, um, asked um, their uh, the college if they can plant a tree in memory of oh, Stephen. Yeah, so we went there on the thirteenth and found the principal mm. and those of teachers and students waiting for us to plant this tree at the college. Mm. And I thought that was really, 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 that was very overwhelming. But yeah. That was just really nice. Yeah. I think that was very nice. And I just want to say thanks to the boys that we have been there mm. for, for us, his friends, and uh, Portsmouth College for putting up that That's type wonderful. of thing. Yes, so there's a tree in memory of Stephen at Portsmouth College.
1: That's a wonderful gesture. Yes. Well done, Portsmouth College.
2: Yes. (laughs) Thank you very much for that. Thank you.